Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to It's the Bearded Man podcast. I normally would say it's your favorite bearded man, but I'm sitting across from a fellow bearded brother, so I'm going to say it's with your favorite, your favorite bearded men today, yes. Danilo Lewis in the building. My guy. My man, how we doing? Doing great. Dude, you know? it's been a, I was looking at the date of the, the, the podcast that we originally did. That came out a, a year ago in September. Yeah. So we're talking about. But we recorded in August. It, we've recorded in August. We yeah, yeah. I tried right before you pulled up. I yeah. was like going through my Google Cal and I was trying to figure out yeah. from 2019. I was like, when was the date that I actually recorded? And I couldn't find it. I think it was like either the, between the 19th and the 20 something. Okay. So that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Today is the, for context, almost the 14th. Yeah. <laughs> so unintentionally, me and him just got back after a year. Uh, and now we're back here to cook up a podcast on this oh, yeah. beautiful Friday night, 7 p.m. Oh, yeah. Wow, a year. One year, a lot of stuff has happened and a lot of stuff has not happened. How crazy is that? Uh, yeah, I can, I can feel you on that. What do you think, looking back at the past year, what's one of the biggest things that's changed about you? Um, I think, uh, you know, going back to that old podcast we did, I kept thinking to myself, I, like on my way over here, I thought about like what we would talk about, like where this conversation would go. And like, I kept thinking to myself that you would ask me that question, like, what has changed and all this stuff. And I was like, you know, I go back to that podcast. I'm thinking of like something that I, like a piece of advice that I gave was about patience and, you know, mm. learning that and being able to have a lot of patience to survive in the business I'm in. And I think this year I really needed to take that advice myself mm. and realize that, you know, especially like with what's going on right now in the world, like, there's nothing we can do about it. Like, you know, I spend so many, so much time stressing about, you know, lost work, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, I had to realize, I was like, well, there's, I can't, you know, physically I can't change that. Mm -hmm. I had to sort of adapt to the time and realize that I just had to exercise that exact same, that exact same patience that I was teaching. Mm -hmm. I had to put it to work on myself. Mm -hmm. And I just slowly got into a routine of things, you know, slowly you know, had this little group of friends that kind of brought me out of that, you know, quarantine shell that I was mm -hmm. just like so shell shock. And um, yeah, and uh, I think that's like the biggest change is like teaching myself more patience, mm -hmm. you know, teaching myself that it's okay that things happen how they happen. It was like, it's a learning experience. You know, we're here to take advantage of this free time. You know, I was, you know, I was thinking, uh, I, I think there's one tour that got canceled that I forgot to remove from my Google calendar. I don't know why so I forgot to remove it. So you got the notification that it was coming. So out. this, this tour in particular, it's, you know, it's the weekend warrior tour. So it's like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the shows mm -hmm. come back home Sunday. Mm -hmm. So I just, you know, it's, so every other weekend I was getting these notifications like, Hey, like your flight. Blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, <laughs> Not happening. every time I was like, I should just go delete this, but uh. I didn't. But it, you know, in a, in a, in a way, kind of like I was looking for this, looking forward to these emails arriving. I'm like, oh yeah, I was supposed to do that. That's all right. No big deal. I'll go mm -hmm. ahead and this is golf weekend this time mm -hmm. or whatever other weekend this time. Yeah. I think a lot of us, even I'm guilty of it myself when COVID first kind of hit, I think the first couple weekends was a lot of, um, not knowing what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, not understanding how I'm supposed to be utilizing all of this downtime. Okay. Yes. I'm working remote or you know, what, what does that, what does my life look like now that I'm not supposed to be following these guidelines? And it was also super scary in the beginning too, because we didn't, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's clearly a serious matter, but I think when it was first happening, I'd go to the grocery store and there were 
150 people deep out of Trader Joe's. The all the toilet paper and uh, paper towels were sold out. <laughs> sold out. Like people were just treating it. There was one day I walked into Trader Joe's and I kind of weirdly smirked and I was like, I literally feel like I'm living in a movie right now. I always enjoyed weirdly those yeah. movies like where the world's ending and everyone's like yeah. rushing to the grocery store and it's like last person to the survive uh, the survival of the fittest and but the, it, it's crazy. It's funny you say that because like I don't think without, for example, without that happening, I would have never discovered like a vegan lifestyle because I was kind of forced to look, well, not forced, but you know what was left let's mm. say pasta wise it was vegan pasta that was left and i was like interesting well, i can't i mean i have to buy food so in my head i was like i'm not gonna turn down food it was it was just like the two boxes that were left I was like whatever eat let's something or eat nothing at all and i might like slowly but surely i was like you know this is pretty great and you know i started discovering all these other recipes and stuff and it's like that's like one of like a positive thing where i was like my head I was like all all of that stuff that negatively was affecting like like shops and you know uh toilet paper being sold out and pretty much like i think it took almost about a month before i saw the bread aisle and full it was absolutely insanity and in it, to me it was like you know i i just adjusted to it i was like you know this is what's available i'm just gonna make the best out of this scenario and yeah that, that was just that i knew we were in big trouble when amazon prime was like you'll get it in two weeks I i'm like oh, <laughs> oh, hold the phone yeah i'm used to my like every other day shipping yeah. you're telling me i gotta wait two weeks that's when i knew yeah. there was a big red flag yeah uh yeah it was uh i mean that was interesting to go through that um i mean i i the way I saw it was like, you know, at the end of the day, I put myself in a position that I thought, you know, there's always someone who has it worse than me. Mm -hmm. I just need to take advantage of the situation that I'm on, regardless mm -hmm. of how bad it could be. You know, there's people that are in much worse ways. So in my head, I was like, you know, I just try to stay positive as possible, especially that first month. The yeah. first month, there was so much uncertainty as to where this was going to go. Yeah. Um, I remember like the first two weeks i was trying to hammer out like like so many other ways that i could make income and you know in my head i was like i went through so many different um like outlets as far as like my work and how i can make income out of that work into like you know selling presets or selling mm -hmm. prints and it felt so rushed you know i've been sort of saving what i was going to do with with creatively with uh, the stuff that i've been building and during those two weeks, I felt like I was rushing everything. I was ready to hit enter, like send everything available, just put it out there. And something at the last minute, I was like, you know, this is not ready. Like, I didn't want to put it out this way. And I just sort of canceled everything, took a step back and just slowly like came back into mm. that routine that I like I talked about earlier. Mm. Yeah, I think the last thing you want to do in a situ situation like that is start rushing yeah. projects or things that yeah. you feel like there's definitely more work that needs to be done. Yeah. But also at the same time, if you're not just you, but if you're somebody that's in a position where financially you 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 have to you know you have to at some point go, I need to put this out to put food on the table to keep the lights on, yeah. which I think is like such an interesting take when you get. To, just big picture like creatives right when they work all of their entire life to get to a place where they're making a living doing the thing they want to do yeah. and then they finally get to a position where they literally you know financially have made smart decisions where they could live the next 24 months and not worry about a bill yeah and uh i also think there's something about having that fire under your ass yeah. and like having to it helps you stay creative and yeah. it helps you stay on the front but I want to go back to uh, the vegan thing. Like, yeah. has that been a complete new shift for you? Or So I, 
I did from starting like late or actually I should say early April. It's when it, you know, we were, we started like late March and it was like, all right, let's give this a shot. Let's see what happens. Um, will it work out? Will it not work out? And in my head, I was like, you know, I'm just waiting till meat's available or mm-hmm. this is available. I didn't care. Like I, it was to me, it was just like, I'm just going to make the best of what's available. Mm-hmm. And then little by little, my, I, you know, I, I get, like I said, I started finding these recipes and started finding these flavors that made sense to me. I was like, okay, like this is not meat or this is in, um, I don't know, cheese or things like mm. that and starting to find those replacements. And I got this, it was almost like homework. Like it, it kept my, my brain busy trying to figure out all these things that I could replace, you know, you know, instead of eating animals that was eating, you know, instead of cheese, it's like cashew based cheese and wow. all this other stuff <laughs> and finding, I was like, this tastes great. Like, why haven't I done this in the past? And, you know, like it turned into like one dish a week to three to four and then going like full vegan. And I went full vegan for about, um, yeah, like three months, three and a half months. And then uh, I slowly started integrating back like chicken and fish, but still no red meat. Wow. So I went, so yeah, I went no red meat. I started no red meat right before, um, uh, right before quarantine and kind of just kept at it. And mm. I'm, I've been at it now since then. Damn, that's um, pretty good. Yeah, I did have one hiccup. <laughs> uh, Gotta cheat once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it didn't end well for me. And I was like, you know, that's a sign. Mm. Maybe I should just stick to no red meat. I think the dieting is so interesting because I think everybody's body's different and yeah. you have to test and see. Yeah. I think big scale, yes, eat healthy. Yeah. A bag of Cheetos every night is not going to yeah, 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 be good for you. But I really get so interested in the dieting aspects because I think every diet affects people differently. Like I've heard people talk on Joe Rogan's podcast about the carnivore diet where it's just literally all meat all yes. day long. To me, that's that's intense. That's intense and yeah. I couldn't do it. I like balance, yeah. but uh, I just think that it's so interesting how dieting is just everybody's, it reacts a little bit differently. So if, you know, people go back and look at, you know, those old videos that we did from, all that video from that podcast we did a year ago, mm-hmm. you know, I was about 40 pounds heavier. Wow at when we did that last Damn, year. Damn, that's crazy. And you, you know, feel, you I must feel a lot like lighter than lighter, feet, much, right? Yeah, yeah. It's more uh, energy, I bet. The energy part is yep. was the biggest difference, especially on the road. Like, you know, I, I thought I wasn't going to be able to sustain a diet and working out on the road. And somehow I found a way mm. and it worked out great. Like I lost so much weight, you know, build up so much energy. Like I was just in it, you know, so that kind of brought me into this, like, all right, I got to watch what I eat, you know, what can I change? And, you know, like talking to like trainers and, you know, friends have done this so many times. And uh, yeah, that's like, you know, I started paying attention to that. So when, you know, the vegan thing happened, I was like, let me figure out how this can benefit me. Mm. And yeah, I mean, it worked out great, but like you just said, the balance, I think um, going full vegan, I think for, for me, wasn't like the best thing. Yeah. You know, you know, you got to watch out with like, you know, plant-based diets and vegan diets, you know, it's, you know, those replacements do have a lot of cholesterol, you know, a Mm -hmm. lot of high fats and you don't think it because you think it's just cashew, Yeah, but it's really bad if you're, you know, the quantity that you're using. So it's like in my head, I was like, all right, let's figure out a balance here. And that's where I'm at now, like trying to balance everything i still i guess i know red meat but yeah you know still now eating fish eating chicken you know everything grill everything fresh yeah that's amazing uh, yeah, yeah i feel like the toying lifestyle would throw me off with the working out aspect because i definitely feel like in the past year when you guys were on the road that i would see you guys posting like you guys were doing jumping jack yeah. i mean like you guys like made it work outside of the bus yeah, for yeah. sure which i think is respectable because 
I'm definitely one of those people that I like the feeling of walking in the gym. It's almost like me putting on my jersey to like, all right, it's time to clock yeah. in. And then when I leave, I know I'm done for the day. Uh, so I think that definitely takes some mental training. But overall, as somebody, I was so interested, especially with you coming in today, um, because you're somebody that normally is constantly on the road. I don't know what it averages per year the last couple of years, maybe nine plus months on the road or maybe something That's a little less, close, yeah. which is a lot. So how, aside from the dieting and, and aside from probably, well, I'll, I'll say just aside from the dieting, what else have you positively found with being stuck in a city for the last five months when normally you would have been popping around for the last five? The number one thing that I keep telling people when they've asked me, like, like how, what, I ha what have I been doing during this time mm. is, you know, when we talked last time, I had just moved to L.A. Yeah. You know, I was only in L.A. for about six months, maybe seven months. Living, and, but you probably weren't even here yeah, for that six I had months. I spent already like three months away. So it was like, oh you know, I, you know that just, rent comes in. You're like, damn, I'm paying for this. I'm, yeah, not, even I'm not even living there. Um, and one of the things I've learned is to really, really love Los Angeles, mm -hmm. and California. I've been doing, you know, the hikes, the... I the, see you on the hikes with, know, the, with the little dog out yeah, there. I see you. It's my dog, you know. <laughs> she's, she, I think she's like more famous than I am now. Like everybody like... <laughs> It, it does the the most crazy engagement when I post photos of her. Hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. I'll um, think about getting a dog just to hopefully get some girls from it, dude. Just start. Yeah, this is my. I'll, you know, I'll watch your dog on the weekends if you ever need some. Downtime. She's a social butterfly, so she's really good at like just honing in on you know anybody essentially. 100%. Um, but yeah, it's just like you know the only thing I haven't done is surfing. Um, so I think I, yeah, I see I, the surf bro. Right here. Just yeah. got this last weekend. That's one if thing you wanna, that I'm if like, you want to come out. Yeah, I, I need to learn that, but I've enjoyed hanging out with friends that I don't normally get to see. Yeah. I've been, you know, building these or not building, but rebuilding these relationships that because I'm gone so often, you know, they're, you know, we're all friends. Yeah. We're all acquaintances and, but we don't get the time to really find out about each other, or really mm -hmm. spend time with each other, you know, and I'm very like grateful that I've had like this close group of friends during this time that, you know, I've been, for the first, you know, during at the beginning of quarantine, I was like strict. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to see anyone. I'm just yeah. going to do this. Slowly, as like things were like opening up, I was like, all right, I want to hang out. I want to see somebody. I want to go out with friends. And, you know, I would go see my friend Aubrey or Clancy or, and slowly like that, that was like our little group of guys that we would just like, we're just going to stick with each other. Like, let's be safe about it. Um, but getting to know them, you know, more personally, you know, getting mm. to hang out with them more. You know, you know, golf's all, you know, once golf started, like that was like a game changer for us. It was like, there was a point, I think I was golfing like five times a week. Wow. I was just like, all right, I mean, I gotta do something. <laughs> um, but like, it just brought so many different friends that I had no idea like that even played or anything like that, but it just kind of brought us together. Mm. And I've thoroughly enjoyed being home. I've, you know, I've loved, I, again, I learned to love LA because mm -hmm. you know, even when I came back, you know, that first month that I was back from the last tour, I, I felt like it wasn't home. Like, yeah. it, you know, just still like, I didn't know where things were. Like, you know, people were, I, I had, I had this habit of when people say like, they mention where they live or, uh, where they're going, you know, I'm like, what, where is that? You know, mm. I like, want to know what, more about it. Yeah. I was like, in relations to like, if I live here and this is here, how far is that from, from mm -hmm. this city and that city? And, I've taken it upon myself to like kind of explore a little more, you know, you know, go in different places and see more of California that, you know, than I wanted to in the past, but obviously didn't have the chance to. And I'm like, 
I'm enjoying this. You yeah. Know? California's beautiful. So, yeah. yeah. I think people don't even realize, and it, that's what still trips me up about LA. Now this, you know, I'm somebody that will have, will have been out here for three years yeah. next, next month. Yeah. I'm somebody that has driven for Uber for almost two years full. T- I mean, th- almost it was, yeah, it was like two and a half years full time in LA. So I've driven all over yeah. and I still to this day, like, get so excited even if i'm going from here to west hollywood yeah. 30 minute drive i'm like stoked cruising down the 405 <laughs> california love by tupac bumping <laughs> windows down i'm like yo i live in la baby yeah. it still feels like the butterflies but what i think is so interesting about la versus uh, a lot of other major cities is there's just so much to see yes. and there's just so many different pockets this part of LA compared to Manhattan Beach to Venice to Santa Monica to West Hollywood to Beverly Hills to downtown LA to the Valley. Yeah. The Valley is another world yeah, and yeah. that's still LA County. Yeah, yeah. But it's there's just so much to see and do. And, and I think that's what excites me the most about this place is yeah. it can be overwhelming because of how big it is and okay. how stretched out it is to get from one homie spot to another. But I just think it's so exciting because like, what do you want to do today? You want to go to the beach? All that's right, fine. we have six different options. And yeah. when those options... Are you looking for like the Venice vibe where there's a lot going on? Or do you want to go to like Manhattan where it's kind of low key? Or do you want to go to West Hollywood where it's kind of popping? Or do you want something that's more low key like Culver? I don't know. There's something about it that just excites me. It's just full of energy. It's funny you said that. All those things you said, I've done. I've done the Manhattan Beach. Yep. You know, going on a Saturday at like, you know, 7 a.m. to go on, on a run yep. down the beach path. I know? got a story for you about that. That I mean, that's, you know, it doesn't get any better. Like I kept, I kept joking with my cousin. So my cousin just moved here uh, two weeks ago. And for, for a from few DC? months. From D.C.? Uh, from New York. But New he York. is from, from D.C. area as well. But he was living in New York for like nine years almost. Wow. And um, I kept joking with him. I was like, it's about time you move here. He's an actor, so... You know, he had, he's done a couple of series and in my head, I was like, that's all great and everything, but everything is in LA. Like, you know, 100%. everything's here. So he makes the move and the first, the first uh, few days that he was here, you know, we took him out and I, I kept joking with him. I was like, do you see like how it is today? Like it was a beautiful day, no clouds, sunshine. It wasn't too hot that day, which was perfect. And I was like, it's like this every single day <laughs> it doesn't change it's beautiful every, every day, day. especially coming from the east coast yeah. like you're used to all the weather like uh, and like three days later he like texted me and said hey cuz like he was like it hasn't rained a single day since it's been here i haven't seen a single cloud i was like i told you like yeah it's like this every day like it's such a game changer your mood's so much better you know yeah. like um I, I think of like friends who are in dc and like you know they're going through it now like super heavy in regards to like quarantine and covid and you know they're you know they're stressing out you know it's like there's a lot of stuff that's locked down now you know there's you know they don't have the hikes they don't have the beach they don't have this you know there's other things they can do yes but i think to myself was like if i was home during this time i would seriously be in like in a really really dark spot definitely i mean and you gotta think too a lot of at least coming from the east coast so when this first hit you were talking march april so people were still in the winter months it was kind of shitty weather so it was it wasn't terrible to be inside but then Even when it started to get to May, June, and we were still pretty heavily locked down, and I I have tons of family and friends that live in Boston, and I'm like, I feel bad because there's three to four solid months of good weather, and then that's kind of it for at least like being outside, and you know, luckily being here, it's beautiful out all the time, and so when I'm seeing COVID really hit and people are stuck inside, I'm like, man, these people are going to be miserable if they get only a month or two of like good weather, and then they're forced back inside come September, October, and then you have all the winter time yeah i mean it's it, it took over 
spring, summer, every beautiful part of the East Coast. Yeah. You know? I saw you. Um, I, I think I, it's when I chimed into you and I sent you and I hit you up about sending you some like liquid IV because I wanted to keep my man hydrated. Uh, but I think it was when you were actually running in Manhattan Beach yeah. one day. Bro. Long story short, about three weeks ago, I'm in, I'm running in Manhattan oh, Beach on that same, that. Yeah, bro, yeah. in the same strand. I ran into Kendrick Lamar, bro. That's, that's crazy. Kendrick Lamar, <laughs> like, Dude, are you just like running next to him, bro? I was literally finishing up the run, <laughs> okay, God. and I was on my cool down. I like yeah. walk an extra half a mile just to cool down, yeah. and he was jogging at me. Oh, okay, and he got he was within 15 feet of me, and I didn't even think twice. I go. I said, yo, can't, nobody's around because it's yeah. COVID. Like yeah, people yeah. are really, it's quiet out there. Yeah. Middle of Saturday at noon. I go, yo, Kendra, huge fan. I give him a little fist bump. Yeah. And he's like light jogging, but going the other direction. He said, thanks, man. I said, do you mind if I run with you? And he's like, sure. And I literally, I went from, <laughs> I went from walking and I just did like a 60, hey. 70 second jog with him. And I was just like chopping it up with Kendrick Lamar. If Kendrick says, yeah, man, you get back and run it again. It, so we kept going. And then at some point I go, honestly, man, this is probably really weird. I'm going to let you go, but just like, thank you so much. And the best ones he goes, he's like, oh, good, man. He's like, I'm here running every weekend. I'll probably see you again. I said, I sure hope so. Wow, I got to go back to my house. Yeah, that's, I'm dude, every weekend I'm like, where's Kendrick? Where he? Where but he? I'm like trying to be like a weirdo, you know? I'm, I'm surprised that that's where he chooses to run. That's great. Yeah, I was, uh, I mean, I, I think too, he's, I mean, he's extremely successful, but yeah. I, f I feel like uh, Manhattan is such a residential, quiet, like yeah. he, he would never run down like Venice Beach. Oh, like he would imagine. get swarmed. But oh. I think I think a place like Manhattan where it's very residential, I bet you people don't even realize like he's because yeah. he's, I, you know, I, I didn't realize he's like five, seven, five, oh. eight, and he's he's thin. Like he was thin. I was yeah, impressed yeah. that I even noticed him because he's he's a small guy. Like yeah, you yeah. could just get by. So uh yeah that was my cool little <laughs> quarantine manhattan beach kendrick lamar story so yeah, i i uh i had to take uh took about like a couple of weeks off of running just because mm. like i was getting so heavy into playing golf and i was so tired to go work i mean that's yeah but i, I, I was like you know my legs are tired like going mm -hmm. to the i was going to the gym like three times a week and i was like you know my my arms are sore my back is sore i was like all right this is not working like mm -hmm. some let me take all that off for like a few weeks and i'm gonna just you know do the golf thing for mm -hmm. a few weeks like heavy and now i'm like finding that balance more, yeah you know wait till you get on that surfboard yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a, after this I'll, I'll send you the information I, I would suggest take one lesson out of santa monica that's yeah. where i took mine okay, okay it was 130 bucks it was for it was an hour and 45 minutes yeah. it gives you they give you the surfboard the wetsuit and a personal instructor okay if you recruit friends it gets cheaper so okay. if you want to bring a couple of the homies i have a lot of friends bring okay. them with you um but man what a workout like I obviously I, you know and i didn't think about this i was like okay i'm, I'm physically like in, sh in good shape like i should be able to handle this i did not think about the amount of arm work oh, it is God, just yeah. paddling your way through but luckily with the instructor they're there to push you and give you that okay. extra little little push yeah, so yeah. it was super helpful at least to uh learn it but uh man if that's any of interest i it took me three years yeah. to finally get up and do it i would highly suggest just trying it out I you mean, will fall in love with it man it's like how you're in california how i know not i know so that that was my thinking and actually i got it from manhattan beach i remember we finished the run we went to the beach and actually it was during the run that we saw towards our uh towards uh what is it hermosa beach uh if, it, if you're looking uh, like on a map it, it goes uh um manhattan beach hermosa beach then redondo beach all right so it's uh then north, it was, north to south sorry Okay, so yeah, but so we were running towards Hermosa Beach, mm -hmm. and on our way back to Manhattan. Yeah. But so on our way there is when we saw the surfers, and when we got when we came back to the apartment, we were just like, "Why don't we learn how to surf? Like that looks fun." 
I mean, the water was about, I want to say, it felt like it was nine degrees. Oh, yeah. I, you know, a couple of my friends that were, we were running with, they all jumped in the water. And I was like, all right, let me see what's yeah. about. My toes felt that nine degree water. I was like, nope, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> I promise I'm the good. wetsuit will keep you nice and warm. Yeah, It'll yeah, keep you nice that and one toasty. I figured, but I It'll like, keep yeah, you nice and toasty. I'm not, I'm not going into that water. <laughs> I'm not dealing with yeah. it. What, um, I, I know there's going to be for sure a lot of creatives and freelancers that probably listen to this podcast. And um, I hope that a lot of people have found a way to utilize their downtime. But as somebody, obviously, that is normally, on, as we've talked about, somebody that's normally on the road, you're starting to find ways to like utilize that time. Is there any advice that you would give to creatives, freelancers that are probably going to hear this and are struggling to find projects or find ways to stay busy? Um, I would say, you know, let, let's go back to the patience part, you know, because without it, you're, you know, depending on how, how you are, I mean, it, you're going to drive yourself crazy, overthinking mm. it, you know, mm. you're going to rush into things that probably won't do any service to you. And that's the approach I took. You know, there was, um, I saw this time as like, you know, I moved to LA for a reason, which was to expand my business outside of just touring and music. Mm -hmm. Um, this is the time for me to, to utilize this, this time for that, because, you know, I don't get this luxury of being at home and reaching out to clients and reaching out to other like prospective clients that I normally wouldn't have had the time. Mm. And, you know, I had to sort of reprogram my brain as to how I approach that, you know, like I know how to hit up music managers and the things they want to hear and what I got to present. I know that in, you know, the editorial world, that's completely different. You know, that's, well, you know, at the end of the day, yes, the, the gist of it as to how you pitch a client is kind of the same. You know, your wording is a little different because mm -hmm. you're looking for a different kind of work. You know, it's different budgets. There's so much involved that I wanted to really take my time, do a learn, you know, do a lot of learning, essentially. It's like I taught myself, not so much taught myself, but I just kept researching a lot of photographers that are in that world and i wanted to see what path they took i looked at podcasts i wanted to like see if they were doing podcasts and talked about it mm. you know like the same way like let's say a kid who wanted to get into touring may, may have listened to the podcast that we did a year mm -hmm. ago that's what i was doing with these like other photographers that i you know kind of was, i saw that that's the work they did i was like you know i'd like to merge into this world as well and um for me it was like you know it was like the beginning i felt like i was rushing so much mm. And it, it, it's never been my style to rush into things. And I once I hit that pause, I was like, okay, I have, let me take that step back, really look at the bigger picture. How do I approach this? And like, again, it was slowly into the research. How do I get into this? Um, luckily, you know, because of the guys I work for, I got to shoot a magazine cover. I saw that Hamptons yeah. magazine, dude. Got, Congrats. Yeah. So, dude, that's huge. Yeah, it was huge. It man. was amazing because I, you know, I had been wanting to do that for them for a long time. And when that opportunity presented itself, you know, it was like done. Uh, this was right before COVID, but the shoot happened or the shoot was supposed to happen uh, three days uh, after they they put the lockdown in. So there, it was a pause and I'm just like, okay, like that was my chance to like really dive into this world that I didn't know anything about and I really wanted to get into. And here I was like, you know, sort of like down. I'm like, okay, is this going to happen? It got postponed like three different times and it wasn't until like around a month and a half later when things sort of started opening up again that they reached back to me. They were like, hey, we kind of need to get this cover done. Like, you you know, I had already sent a, 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 you know, a creative treatment and the creative direction for it, 
but it involved a lot of moving parts, which mm. obviously because of these times, we can't have that many people in one small area, it, you know, so we had to, I had to adapt. And in my head, I was like, you know, that's, that's music, that's concert touring photography. It's just, how do I adapt so quick to this? And I immediately like within an hour, I reworked everything. Wow. I cut, I mean, it, it, it's unfortunate that I had to cut like so many people out of the job just because it was it's what the client required was like hey we can't have this we can't have that you're gonna have to cut this you know the budget was essentially cut in half wow and but we made it work um we got it done in like record time i want to say like you know one of the things that the magazine people came back to me was like they were just like how did you do this so quickly mm. it was like can we like how do we want to know so we can try to replicate it with other photographers and like be able to like do other shoots because usually shoots take like one or two days depending on like wardrobe and looks and whatever creative direction it is so it could you know and we're talking all day this is in a few hours now granted i did say you know i know these guys mm-hmm. so that's a relationship an, established right, already. An easier factor of direction where like if i say hey do this they know exactly what i mean you mm-hmm. know i don't have to readjust and all this other stuff but you know, in my once I did that and that was done and was able to do that, that sparked this crazy, like over the top interest. Where I was like, all right, I already like I I've done it. How do I expand from this? How do I go from Hamptons Magazine to say Rolling Stone, Vogue, like the big, big, big? Mm. And that's where I've been at now. So mm. it's it's been a process of adjusting like the way I approach the work because you know during touring when you're shooting in a show it's so fast paced you know it's like it's an hour and 45 minutes but it it feels like 20 seconds of course and even though that shoot i did was like it was about two and a half three hours it felt like 10 hours Hmm. you know i wasn't shooting rapid fire i was taking one photo looking back at it taking another photo looking back at it and it was such a slow process that i wasn't used to but you know, it's it's given me this this it gave me this this outlet that I needed. You know, like we all need like that one gig that's sort of confidence boost. Right. It gets the momentum going. Yeah, you, you want to make sure that you you can really do this. You mm-hmm. know, like can you really perform? Can you really deliver on on what you say you're gonna deliver? You know, I I didn't know that I could. I mean, to myself, I'm like, yes. You know, I I've put myself in a position that I'm confident enough that I will deliver. But can you? Mm. to the expectations that they're used to mm-hmm. you know at the end of the day like i'm a, a music guy to them i'm not an editorial photographer to them but i know i can do it you know it's just a matter of them being able to see it like i have you know i've, I've gone through clients like you know I've, I've done brand work i've done lifestyle work for brands and there's always revisions there's always like so many different things that need to be changed and re, you know and this was one of the first times where it's like i deliver the photos and the reply back, these are great. Don't change anything. These are ready to go. And I was like, wow, great, fantastic. Wow. So that to me was like all these little things like from this shoot started happening where it's like, okay. They're I, trusting you, know, you. Right. So I got that little rush where I'm just like, yeah. So, you know, um, if anyone's like listening, like you said, like in, in regards to like during quarantine and COVID times, how they can like how they can take advantage of this time is the research to mm. me. Like I spent almost three, four weeks researching all of this, looking at magazine covers, looking at photo shoots, looking at BTS videos, listening to interviews. I wanted to educate myself because I don't come from that world. Yeah. I didn't want to make a mistake on my first one. You know, yeah. I wanted to be overprepared and I needed a lot of patience to sit there 
and not rush it and really, you know, take a deep dive into this world. And that to me was like, you know, that's what I needed to do. Yeah. That's what I've always done. And, you know, everybody, you know, I understand that right now it's that time where, you you know, people are desperate. You know, they're, they're trying to find a way to make sense of all of this and make the best out of it or, or you know, save whatever they can out of work. But it, to me, it's like, hey, it's best to just take your time and find what's really, really going to give you that rush. Mm. Because once you have that rush... I mean, there's no stopping over. you. There's, yeah. Nothing's going to stop you once, once you feel it. Yeah. But if you start like rushing work and rushing things and not really like diving into the work the way you normally would because you're just trying to collect a paycheck, you know, it, it's not, you won't get that satisfaction. You know, you're, you, you won't be able to like really hone in into what you're doing. Mm. And yeah, like to me it's like, you know, take your time. Yeah. You know, I, I know like. No, that's what we have. That's all we have right now. All we have right now is just time. Mm-hmm. Take advantage of that. You know, there's, there's, a, there's been periods of time during quarantine that I haven't even picked up my camera at all. I haven't felt creative. You know, I've just the other day I was, uh, re, I have to rework uh, my website, um, and I was going through files and going through catalogs and everything, and I was trying to kind of re-edit some older things. And I felt stuck. I was just like, ah, this is, I don't like this. I, bounce, I was bouncing between three or four different drives and like seven, eight different catalogs. It made no sense. Whatever. The way I was doing it made no sense. Yeah. And I stopped and I was like, all right, I'm in my head. This doesn't work. Like, you know, I, it felt like I was rushing it. So that's to me, I went back and I was like, all right, let me think about the images that I want to put there. Because my, my website before it was just all over the place. It, it had way too many photos. It made absolutely no sense. It was like 90% music stuff. Even though most people know me for that, I've done so many other work that I like to show that I don't normally show on social media just because obviously it's not it's not the 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 stuff that grabs attention. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've done work for like Adidas. I've done work for like Samsung. Like people don't have, you know, they've seen it from time to time that I post like little snippets, but they don't see the, the, the grand finale of the work. Mm-hmm. And to me, it was like, all right, I need the website to reflect this. Because to show you can wear many hats. Yeah, and because that's the direction I'm taking. You know, I'm taking the direction away from music, away from touring, and like, like, yeah. In that moment, you know, I was rushing it again, and I was like, no, no, I gotta take my time. Now, what I'm doing is researching websites, mm. seeing like what are the best websites that I've seen that work. You know, um, take, you know, I've, I've spoken to a lot of creative friends who have themselves reworked their own websites to showcase what they're doing now, and that's where I'm at now, and that's like. To me, is like if I'm, you know, giving you a device or, or kind of a direction to take, it's just take your time. Yeah. You know, like it happens to all of us. Mm-hmm. Don't feel like you're alone in this island. You're not. Like, trust me, you're in my island. If you're feeling, you know, like it's stress and you don't know what direction to take, we're, you and I, we're on the same island. We, You, you want to talk to me? Come talk to me. We can figure this out together. Yeah. Because that's what I've done. I've gone to so many different friends who are both in the industry and outside of the industry to get advice, you know, just to talk and listen and see what, you know, what I could get from it. And it's been very rewarding to me, like just to take my time, you know. And I think at the, you know, when we come out of this, I'm going to come out with, you know, more patience and more secure in my abilities to really deliver on on a bigger scale. Mm. You know, like I've, I'm, I know I can deliver concert photos within hours of a show ending. But thinking of a bigger scale of like, hey, this is 
isn't coming out for another six months, but you got to deliver now and prepare everything and you, you'll wait. But at the end of the day, like that bigger scale, it's just going to give you a bigger rush mm. and it's going to lead you into so many different things because that's what's happening to me now. Yeah. Like I'm heading into a direction that, you know, I haven't spoken about, like I you know, I said to you earlier, I've been away from social media, just kind of quietly taking my time to really focus on this and being away from social media because I had to rework that. You know, I'm not, there aren't shows happening, so I'm not posting show photos. There aren't. Seen some McLaren photos out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I seen those whips, yeah. man, looking that's, nice. That's thanks to my guy, uh, Bill. Like he's, uh, he's this kid who he's, he's like you. You, you, you and him should talk. Like I, I love the energy of people in LA and that mm. energy, like it's from the moment I met him, like I, he helped me out in, in the shoot in LA two years ago. Um, cause I wasn't living in LA and I needed to source things. And I called this kid and he was like, he hammered everything <laughs> like just so quick. And I was just like, I, I love kids like him. Like, yeah. You know, he's starting his, his, uh, YouTube vlogging and all based around like the car community. And I told him, I was like, man, like you're doing great. Like, I remember when I first met you, you were still trying to figure out what direction your photography was going to go. I remember running into him at, at like, uh, festivals randomly, but I knew he was into cars and he was, he would post like festival footage and like models and it was like all over the place. And you know, during quarantine, we kind of like connected again and was able to see his like, pro like where he was at now from where I met him. And I'm like, dude, like you're crushing it. Like you may, you may think you don't have the numbers that you want. Obviously, like we all feel that way all the time, but you're in the right direction. Like mm. every direction is just up, up, up. And like, yeah, that's, that's, you know, him, he's like, he was another person that kind of like got me out of that funk, creative funk. I was like, I just need to do different stuff. I just don't need to see concert stuff. I want to like shoot things that I normally would not shoot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's where like, I'm, I'm at now, like just exploring, you know, yeah. like really, really focusing on that bigger picture, you know, bigger scale projects. You know, most people don't know, like we just shot um, this video for Coldplay um, that just aired for, um, it just aired, what was it? Like a few weeks ago, aired on, um, what's that concert series they do? Um, I always forget. Um, it's a global dance or global something i always forget what the name yeah, of there's it. so many of them i can't keep yeah. up <laughs> i can't um, keep up to date with them but yeah like i was i was able to you know, do the footage for for their for the new video that the new music video that was being done for coldplay um my responsibility was the chris martin side which like to me was like funny like the you know i was part of a bigger team and i was like you know when they were like hey you're gonna shoot uh, you're going to be responsible for Chris Martin. I was like, <laughs> great. All right. I'm not saying no. Double time. I was like, you sure you don't want me to, uh, you sure you don't want me to do the drummer? Like that seems like a little lower <laughs> scale video wise. Um, got to yeah. step up to the challenge, baby. Yeah, yeah. And it was great. Like, you know, it's like it involved, it involved a bigger production that I'm not used to. It involved setting up a production room, green screens, like all this other stuff that I, normally would never have my hands on yeah but i had to do it i had to learn the spot and i just you know i another piece of advice is surround yourself with friends you can trust that will help you because that's mm -hmm. what i've done mm -hmm. especially in la like i don't know la like that i don't know the resources that i can grab but i know people mm -hmm. so i will go to people that i that i trust 
and I will ask the questions. You know, I'm not, regardless of how long I've been doing this in the business, I don't know all the answers. Yeah. I, I want to surround myself with people that do know the answers and will help me find the solutions. Yeah. And, but seeing that scale of, of production, that scale of work, I'm, it's just been the spark where I'm just like, that's what, that's what I need to focus all my energy on. Well, I think this all stems back, and I want to say it louder and make sure people didn't miss it, but this, what, what's so important is two things that I want to touch on. One is that, when you were trying to figure out how do I get into these other levels of shooting, you were thinking in reverse, okay, I know where I want to be. I want to be like this person. Okay. Let me go find out everything I can about this person. Let me find out interviews. Let me understand why they do what they do. Let me go into the depths of figuring it out. And I think that curiosity and the research aspect of you knowing what you want, but then going back and willing to do that work to understand it, it's not work. It's something that you're so passionate about learning that you're like, I'll go head down for 10 hours and research this shit. See it as an investment. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, you know, at the end of the day, it will pay off. Yeah. You know, to me is like, once I did all that, I, when I went into that shoot, I wasn't nervous. No, because I, I prepared myself for that. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, we, we did another project that hasn't come out yet. It's a campaign. It's a, um, a beer campaign that I, I can't talk about it yet, but mm -hmm. once it's out, I will be able gotcha. to. Um, and we had so many like hurdles because of coronavirus and, and the quarantining and everything to get through. And, you know, I, I but again, I went with people that I trust mm. that would help me find answers. And anytime we had any hurdle, I, you know, to me, it was like I went straight to the people that would help me out. Mm. and did the research i said okay how can we fix this let me go dive down into that research and see i'm i'm not the only one with this problem and I, I know so the, the, you know this is things that happens to everybody definitely and you know it it turned out amazing you know in in the time where it could have turned out bad or it could not even have happened they could have just canceled the whole project we found a way to make it work. We found a way to make it happen. Resourceful. Yeah. You're being resourceful. Yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. that's what these, these times are teaching us is like, how do you make it work with what you've got? Even when you were talking about the yeah. shoot and saying that the budgets got cut in half. Yes, we don't have all the money to work with and we're not going to be able to hire all these people and have this amazing set and design. But I think it, once again, kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about how uh, as creatives, like you can't wait to get your, you'll do anything to get by and then you get to the place where like you have enough money and then... Uh, it's not really, there's not, there's a fire under your ass, but it's not so much. Yeah. I you think get comfortable. Yeah. You get comfortable. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing of like being resourceful. Like yeah. I love being back on the grind right now where I'm not doing any visuals. This is like, this is the fun part of me figuring out my, my next creative venture. Cause it's like when I started purpose in the youth, there was no visuals, there was no lighting. It was just strictly audio and I'm back to square one. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, do I miss having visuals and having like a full production and like a studio setup? Yes. But I also love like the starting of something new yeah. and just like make bootstrap this shit. Yeah. Like people make it work every day with yeah. little to no resources. And I think I think that's where you you have some creative fun. Is like okay, we were supposed to have X amount of dollars. It got cut in half. Instead of being pissed off and worried about like I don't know how we're gonna make this work, you yeah. go okay. This is what I have to work with. How am I gonna utilize this? Yeah. How am I gonna deliver what I need to do? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly that's essentially that's that everything you said was the exact conversation i had with myself yeah how do i make this work yeah let you know, there's no time to waste let's just let's just go for it yeah um and like uh i've been thinking about this like 
you know, like pitching myself as like the resourceful guy <laughs> who can make <laughs> anything happen. Brand. You know, that's a great way to brand yourself. <laughs> so, the, but like, I, but I don't want to give anyone the, the visual idea, creator like, that makes it work yeah, or something like, like that. But like you know, like I, I, I hope like you know one thing like you can take away from this is that make yourself valuable regardless of the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, to the people from the magazine, if. I couldn't figure this out. I wasn't valuable to them. They would have gone strictly to somebody else who would have made it work. It was that time for me to step up and make this work. Mm-hmm. And when I, you know, when I got that email back, they were just like, no changes. This is it. Like, to me, it was, like, for a second, I was like, are you sure? Like, yeah. you could tell me if you want to change like something here and there. It's cool. Like, I'm laptop still I'm ready open. To go. I'm ready to go. <laughs> and, you know, I got an email like towards, um, it was about a week before the magazine release. And it was like, hey, like, you know, we really had a, a, you made this so easy for us. Like, usually we thought like this was going to be the hardest issue because of the times. And we had like, you, you know, made they, it work. they never usually like the, the, the creative directors and photo directors for the, these magazines, they travel on, on site. They're on site to, you know, monitor and, and micromanage whatever they want to, you know, it's at the end of their the, budget. Right. Right. right exactly. But they couldn't and they just trusted me they were like someone they never met they never knew but i you know i, I was so confident being like i'll make this work do, do not worry that you know a week before like i got that email they were just like listen man like really like we we loved it like we can't believe that you made and the you because I, I even said it, i was like it took me about three hours and they were just like they were like dumbfounded they're like what yeah how did you do this in three hours i was like it's you know I, I went up to the client and I, I hammered the 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 idea that of the importance of time, mm-hmm. time management. I was like, hey, like I, I remember saying like I was like, hey, this is we're doing this as a private shoot almost. OK, I just need the artists that are, you know, the subject of, of, of the magazine, maybe an assistant. And that's it. Let's leave the entourages at home. You know, I, I made I had to step up and say these things. I had to give the direction to say these things. I had to you know, take the responsibility to say like, Hey, like this is my shoot. This is what happens on my shoot. Mm-hmm. And I explained that to them and they were just like, ah, cause I'm, I'm sure they're used to having a thousand people in these photo shoots and every managers and agents and whoever are always friends are around. And it's like, it's a slow process. I was like, no, no, I, I knew that if I left all that in the air, it was going to take a long time. There yeah. was going to be like too many pauses. And uh, the moment I started hitting the, you know, started shooting and I was like, all right, we're going to start point A here. Then we're going to go here. Then we're going to go there and we're going to do this. Da, da, da. And after we finished the first two sections, they were like, great, let's let's, let's keep, keep rolling, rolling, baby. And I, I love that about them. Like, you know, they, they trust me so much that, uh, you know, I'm thankful like to have guys like that, that will not question my vision, will not question my creative direction yeah. and trust it. And I remember there was one photo that I took and I showed it to them. And uh, they, one of them was like, not, wasn't feeling it. He was like, I don't like this. Like, this just looks dumb. And I feel dumb in, in this outfit and this pose or whatever. It was the number, it was the first photo that was approved. Wow. <laughs> and I so got they remember, were caught up in their own head thinking this yeah, isn't the right one. You know, it's like, and I, I always say like, I was like, just trust me like yeah. it will look I'm going to make you look good boys don't and, worry yeah it was i remember it was like when i got back the 
the like hey we want can you send these because you know everything is sent you know low rest at the beginning so they can pick and once they pick the images the first image was that photo just like i knew it i knew it was gonna be the one <laughs> um but yeah like uh what were we saying before I, that? I, I just think there's so much it well, first off it's the when you have a, it goes back to even like say, what you were just saying earlier about um you know having people to lean on and yeah. ask for advice or you know there's there's so much importance of relationships yeah. so that when you have an opportunity like that you're planning and you know how to communicate so it's yeah. so much easier to get things done it's yeah. just like living with my buddy dylan right here i have a relationship with him where I grew up in the same hometown as him two yeah. blocks over. So there's so much built into that relationship yeah. that we're here to build off each other. It's not, it's, that's just like part of the energy, but. And I, I kept thinking, I was like, you know, I would do the exact same thing I did with them. I'm, I'm a thousand percent going to translate it to anything else I do yeah. with anyone else. You know, that's a, replicate it, replicate yeah. the process. Cause I know that worked. And I know how that how the, the environment I created for that shoot was exactly what needed to happen, mm-hmm. and it's exactly what I needed to see happen mm-hmm. to give me that that boost and that energy and that spark to like say like no no like I can do this like, yeah you know you think that this world is reserved for people like um, Annie Leibovitz for for example you know you see how there is a very I don't. I mean, I'm not sure. I don't want to say it's a famous video, but it's a popular video that's on on YouTube of her. It's, it says Annie Lewis behind the scenes photo shoot or something like that, and it's her legit. She shows up in in an SUV. All the production's already all set for her. Her assistants are there. Camp. There's tons of camera like uh, cases. She shows up. She's like looking at her planner for the sh- you know for whatever direction she's going with. She tells one assistant something like, "Hey, are the lenses ready?" And the guy's like, yep, everything's ready. She pops out of the van, just and immediately starts going. She doesn't waste any time. She said hello, obviously, but she didn't waste any time. She immediately went into it. She was like, now do this, now get up here and do that. And it's, I mean, it's it's very subtle, but if you really pay attention to it, like, and I'm sure the video is cut to make it look like that. Mm-hmm. But even if even if it was, it worked. Because mm-hmm. that's an approach I took. I was like, you know, I showed up and I was like, guys, are we ready? Wardrobe's ready let's not waste time let's put some pants on let's put Mm -hmm. some shirt and and immediately just started hammering into it where i was like i don't want to waste any time yeah and it worked you know i obviously i mean try to maintain the the positive energy and all that stuff to ensure like the mood was always good so to me it's like that worked i'm just gonna translate that to everything else yeah um yeah yeah i'm obsessed with like people who can find that process where they they show up and they they brief themselves and then they get out and they go and it's I think it's it's it, that's confidence from doing something over a bunch of different times that you're so confident you know what you need to do. I yeah. think that's uh, somebody who's just really efficient, time management, yeah. who knows how to communicate ahead of time. Like this is the plan. Let's go and execute. Similar yeah. to what you were just describing. Um, yeah, I'm just like obsessed with it. One thing I wanted to definitely touch on today, which I was so disappointed to not see you, was oh. right before COVID hit. Okay. I was actually in Miami at the Maxim party oh, yeah, where yeah. Alex and Drew performed. Yeah, yeah. So I find out Chainsmokers are headline time. Liquid IV was one of the sponsors yeah, of the yeah. night. And I'm like, perfect. I know two people that might even be here. I said, you're definitely going to be here. Yeah. And I said, maybe Jeremiah will right, be. Right. Maybe. But I know Danilo is probably going to be there. I don't know. Didn't show up. And Didn't, I was like, come was on, dude. <laughs> Yeah, the boys were on a that they already started their uh social media blackout so yeah it was like oh, we're you not don't need to, to be there right, didn't right? need to be there which yeah. is great because uh like i mean i was i'm we're on the chat with the entire crew um and seeing like 
the hours that the messages were coming through and like seeing like how tired the crew was because how crazy that week was. Yeah. I could think it was like, wow, like that would have been an, like a crazy nutty weekend to have or because actually they were there for more than a week. They were there. For, well, like they were, the, they, they were there to headline uh, the Saturday night show, but they also were there for the Friday night. Yeah, I right, think it was right. part of their contract. They yeah. had to be there for both or something, but yeah, it just looked that dude, It was, I mean, it was the who's who that was yeah. my first time at a Super, Super Bowl weekend. weekend. Yeah. I was just like, yo, what the, I'm up there with a camera fist bumping Kevin Hart. <laughs> I got Rick Ross to the right, throwing hundred dollar bills to strippers. There were, I, I saw a video. You, who was it? Kevin that Hart. That was me. On I stage, fist, I fist bumped him on stage. Oh, I didn't. I thought it for so, some reason it was like French Montana or something. No, it was Kevin Hart, bro. So, oh, wow. so okay. what's interesting is Kevin Hart is an investor of Liquid IV. Yeah, I, that yeah. I've so he that. was coming off stage, and there was a night earlier. There was about an hour earlier in the night. Um, we had uh, the Kevin's finance guy had came over to our Liquid IV, Liquid IV table by himself and said, "Hey, I'm um, with yeah. I'm Kevin's finance guy." Blah blah blah. I'd love to intro you guys to Kevin tonight. I'm like, fucking, let's go meet Kevin Hart. <laughs> Got the camera, let's go. Wow. And when we went to go meet him, he was mobbed. I mean, he had layers on layers and layers of people to get to him, which made sense. So we just said, yeah, screw yeah. it, we're not going to do it. And then um, he ended up introing Post Malone for the night. So oh. I was side stage. Did you not bump Post Malone? I thought you did. No, I didn't get a chance. I got Russ. Hold on, oh, three okay. people, three people. Kevin Hart, okay, Rick Ross, All right. and Russ. Or it might have been the Rick Ross one then, because I, yeah. I know there was somebody on stage performing. Yeah, so it was Rick Ross, and they were like, they came that down, was and me. you were just, I was, that was me. In my head, I was like, you should, no joke, I was gonna message you, be like, you should do that every single time yeah. you're at a concert, and just make a series out, out of that. that. I know. Well, dude, it was so funny to me because you got to understand too. I mean, we're not gonna get into the depths of it tonight, yeah. but like. I literally, when I got put on, when I got the role at Liquid IV, was to be a content producer, and I was somebody that had no previous experience of yeah. shooting with a camera. Yeah. I understand like a lot of it, but yeah. so I was. This was technically the first event I ever shot. <laughs> yeah, and I'm at Super Bowl weekend, dude. I'm like, dude, this is gnarly. Yeah. I, the joke. You're, of you're the, literally at the Super Bowl of events, <laughs> bro. It was literally the joke of the night where I was like, I do not deserve to be here. I ended up running into a kid yeah. that listened to Purpose in the Youth, and he was like, bro. How the hell are you here shooting? Wow. He's like, I've been trying to get to this point in my career. I said, bro, I, that's incredible. I, I don't, I don't know what to say. Like, I, it's the right place, right time. I don't know right. how I got put in this position, but but the, I'm sure you had that crazy rush. It was incredible. Yeah. The one thing I learned about the type of video that we were so we were there to document. Yeah. And yeah. what I realized there was two of us there shooting. There was me who had no previous experience of yeah. shooting, and we had my other guy, Liquid IV. Shout out to my man Jamie, another bearded brother. Yeah. Got to give him a shout out. Uh, he's very cinematic. He's been shooting for 10 plus years. Like, okay. so we tackle the night like this. All right, you handle cinematic, like make this thing look yeah. great. I'm going to go get all the energy. Cause I, that's yeah. me with a camera. I'm like, yo, what's up? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. going up to the girls, going up to guys, like, just like get, get the vibe up. So Kevin Hart walked by and I, and I, there was security <laughs> like the whole night I go. And my mind, I go, just like when I saw Kevin Hart, there wasn't even a, there wasn't even a split second decision. Like, should I say something? No, I saw go Kevin going, I go, I'm saying something. He got a little bit closer to me, and I knew the only way I'm going to get his attention if I say Liquid IV yeah. because he knows we've been crushing it. Yeah. I go, Liquid IV, Liquid IV, and then he's like, oh, you with the company? So he gave me a fist pump. He's like, you guys are fucking crushing it. I said, yep. By the way, I love Liquid IV. You like it? Yeah, yeah. Hell and yeah. They're not a sponsor. Maybe they are. Who knows? No, well, but the package I got, yep. immediately we put it to work because we, you know, we... 
you know, you're at the golf course. It may not seem like it's a lot of, you know, a workout or anything like that. You're out in the sun all day, brother. Yeah, four hours. Easy. And we, you know, we kept thinking like, I was like, you know, we do bring like bottles of water. We always buy water and all this stuff, but Mm -hmm. it never feels like enough. It feels Mm -hmm. like you're overdoing it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was the weekend of my birthday. You know, we had a big group of eight guys who were playing. And the night before, we had been partying at one of our friend's house. So there was a couple <laughs> of people that were, that were just rough in the morning. And I brought, I brought a bunch of packets. Hell and like, yeah. within, like, I want to say the second hole, everybody just perked up. I was like, let's, let's hammer this course. Like, let's go. There's and, the personal and, endorsement right there. And it's, be- it's become, like, my staple. You know, people say, like, keys, wallet, mask. Yeah. You, it's like, when I go to a golf course, I have two little liquid IV pouches I love in there. That. Just because I'm like, I don't know which flavor I'm going to want at that moment. but So I always pick like two different flavors that I want to get. And I always do it. I love that. Yeah, it's become like now like a thing where I'm just like, you know, it's like it it, it makes, it works. Yeah. Just, you know, it's, it's so easy. I know. Bro, so. that's the thing about I'm so lucky. I mean, that's a whole nother story. Yeah, just like yeah. working for them. But like to have access to this. Yeah. To, I get, I you know, I'm sending myself shipments because I need, I literally drink three pa- like yeah. three packets a day. Yeah. Um, but I, I like, it's great to work for a company that I actually believe in the product. Yeah. So it's like when I saw you running that, that time in my hand, I, I just want to get the product and I love this about the company. They are all about sticks and hands. Yeah. Just get the product in people's hands and let, let it do itself. And that I was like, no question to ask. I have to get it. To, I, gotta know, get it to I, I had forgotten that I actually had, I, I got a box from Steve Aoki because I think he's also an Five, investor. Yes. Right? Yes. And I th- yeah, he, cause you had previous work with him. I yeah. Mean, there's probably, I, I, I had done a week. Uh, like um, like almost two weeks with him. Um, I think it was about two, three weeks after he had come. That's the Steve Aoki. Oh, okay, so you got go. the Bieber one up front and the yeah, pink yeah. and then the Steve Aoki behind so I it. I remember like he had posted about that and then I, I did this run with him and we went, went to like, one of the days we were at his Vegas house and just had all this liquidity everywhere. Yep. And he just, just was like, here's a box for you. There like, you go. And I remember looking and I was like, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is my unhealthy lifestyle. You know, the cheeseburgers at 3 a.m. kind of lifestyle. And like thinking about it, and I'm just like, why didn't I think about it like then? I could have just started so long ago. I would have been in like ex- amazing shape by now. But yeah, whatever. We're I'm, I'm, I'm glad. It, I'm glad you're uh, you're a fan. Oh, I'm of a fan. Man. I'll, I'll, I will. I'm a fan. I will be sending you some more, and I'll yeah, be yeah. Uh, I'll be keeping you stocked up. Yeah. What's um? I'm curious. What's an area of your life you want to work on more? Um, Is there anything I specific? Say, I want to work more on myself, in, in terms of like, you know, the creative side, the work side. You know, that's I've been. I've been focusing on that for 10 years that I, there are parts of myself that I didn't. You mm. know? Most people are too shy to talk about it and really like, you know, like we go through things, you know, we're, I, I want to, for me, like the, a message I like in telling people now, it's like, it's okay that you're not feeling great. Yeah. It's okay that you're not going, that your day wasn't perfect or, you know, you're not feeling good about this and that. Like you, you have to go through those motions. Mm-hmm. And one thing I've been working on is more of myself and going through those motions, mm. realizing, you know, the things I did wrong in certain relationships, the things I did wrong, you know, it, it's part of myself, you know, you know, again, it started with the diet, you know, I, I had to realize that eating, you know, a cheeseburger at three in the morning editing while it was something I needed in that moment because I needed to eat and you know, I hadn't, maybe I hadn't eaten throughout the evening it wasn't beneficial to me. Like I, the next day I felt awful, you mm-hmm. know, like physically, mentally, you know, I put myself in a position that to not succeed. Mm. And for me, it's like, I want to put myself in a in positions to succeed in every aspect. And a huge aspect that I needed to work on was 
the mental side of it. Mm. You know, there were many moments on tour where, you know, you go through insecurities about your work. You know, like one word can trigger like this downfall of, you know, just like, yeah, for saying, going through like an insecure face about your work and your creativity and the work you're putting out, like not wanting to show like other things because you think people won't like it. And to me, it was like, you know, I, I needed to start learning how to deal with that better. You know, how to fix things about myself that I've been neglecting for like 10 years because I've just went so hard in the creative side and trying to build this brand and trying to build my work. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I'll quote um, uh, this photographer, videographer, Jake Champs. Um, he posted something recently on Twitter that I didn't reply back to him because in my head I was like, the message was perfect. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to take it for myself and I'm going to do with the message what I want to do. And he was like, you know, for the past, you know, 10 years, I've worked to get to the top of, of music touring photography. And that was taken away from me. What do I do with my life now? Mm. And I could have taken so many, you know, it could have gone really bad. But as part of like, you know, the growth with work, I had to realize that that message is very deep and has a lot of different meanings because what you don't see is like that depression of like, hey, you work for everything. And when somebody takes something away from you, you're not going to feel good about that. But I needed to defeat that. I needed to find ways to better myself in regards to how I felt. Mm. And I didn't do it alone. You know, I had I'm thankful I have a really close friend who every day made sure that I wasn't made me feel that I wasn't alone mm. you know that I wasn't alone going through whatever I was going through at that moment if I had questions or if I wasn't feeling good you know our group of friends we made it a point to be like tell us so we can talk about it yeah you know and I avoided that I avoided that for so long and I don't even know why I look back at it now I'm just like I don't know why I avoided that it's such a simple thing and I'm I'm, I'm happy we've created this like support group of friends that you know, in the worst times, we're there to help each other. And the good times, we're there to help each other. But it was important for me to really work on that now. Because I have the time now. You know, if, if I didn't do this now, I'm probably never going to do it. You know, yeah. I probably would have continued with, you know, the same pattern of behavior that wasn't working. You know, I, there was a lot of things that, you know, I don't want to say I'm not proud of. But, you know, because... It's just, it was in the moment, you know, I can't change what the things I've done. I can't change the behavior I've, I've displayed, you know, like they're, you know, I'm pretty sure I wasn't the best of friends at times to a lot of my friends, you know, like ignore a lot of friends, ignore a lot of family. And I needed to work on that. I needed to find that balance. And I think it's to me, like I, I, the things I've done, I view it as I can do this. Like I can do, I can have both, you know, you can have your cake and you can eat it as mm -hmm. well. You know, there you don't need to not give yourself that that proper care um, that most people in our industry just you know they kind of just put it to the side. I'm like, I'll, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. And ten years later, you still haven't get got to that. And I had to really sit down and really be like, you know, introspectively accept my wrongs, introspectively accept all the things that. I wasn't happy about myself. I yeah. had to face that, you know, and it's scary to face that on your own. Hell yeah. And, you know, like I said earlier, like I, 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 you know, when people feel like stressed out about not having work, like I was like, Hey, I don't have work. We're in, we're in this together. You're not alone. 
Like I, I don't want people to feel like that, you know, because there were moments I felt alone because, but it was mainly because I wasn't talking to anybody about it. I wasn't really going through the motions of really expressing how I felt about certain things. And now I'm not going through that. Now I'm like, you know, I, if I'm not feeling good, I will tell a friend. Hey, like, mm -hmm. so I was like, Hey man, I'm going through this. I don't know why. And, da, 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 and we'll go, we'll grow through the moment. We'll go through the, you know, the working out what the issues may be, you know? Um, Isn't so, yeah. it amazing how how good it feels though to let things off your chest? Yeah, it's 100%. like a, it's like a high. Yeah, that's that's why I love doing like these conversations or yeah. even part of this new branding of uh, it's the Beardy Man podcast. There's also solo pods that I'm incorporating, but there's such a relief of just even if you don't have anybody to talk to, just say it out loud or yeah. write it down or find a medium yes. that allows you to express it. But I think uh, I think we have to, you know, I look back even 30 years ago or even if i think to back to one of my parents who were kids maybe it it wasn't the masculine thing to do to talk about your emotions there's even times when i've shared things on my social media where i know that there's for sure friends of mine that are going to look at this and be like they're going to judge me they're like right. he's being too vulnerable and they're usually the people that i don't even talk to as much anymore yeah. because the people that i can be vulnerable with and share things they're usually very supportive of right. me but uh I just think there's so much upside to actually sharing the way you feel and telling oh, yeah. people how you feel. And, um, yeah, I don't know. You just, you, you get something from yeah. it. What, what did it to me? I don't know if people paid attention. I mean, some people did, some people didn't. I made a post on the, the last uh, day of the tour and it was December 7th. And I remember like, I was like emotional. I was like, damn, this sucks. It's over. I mean, obviously it, it, you know, two weeks later we were back on the road. But it, it, to me, it was like I was emotional that this period was over, mm. and I don't know what caused it. You know, I can't, I don't, I can't really explain it. Um, but I remember I got on, you know, on Instagram and I made a video where I was just walking. I didn't say anything. I was just walking, and I was like tearing up in the video. It's very subtle, but I wrote this long-winded thing about like loving what you do, and you know, like if you don't feel this way, like you really don't love what you do, and you know, I was just it was <laughs> it was like a long thing. Yeah. But I've gone back to that post because I have it saved. And I was like, in, I, I needed to go through that because when I got home, I realized a lot of the wrong things I was doing because I had an opportunity to sit there in that video and actually speak up and use my words and my voice to like express like, hey, man, like this, this sucks, man. Like I, I wish it was an ending and, you know, like I'm emotional and I'm going through this. And I think it would have helped a lot of people out. And I'm sure like the, what I wrote did help people out because my message in that in that moment was like it was basically about you need to have if you don't feel the passion that this will hurt you, like in the sense of like emotionally, like it affects you, then you're not doing it for the right reasons, which I still believe in that. Like obviously, like with everything that you put on, you're putting yourself in this you know especially you know in a podcast it's your voice people will see and hear and you know from one thing you say 10 different people will get 10 different messages and it mm. will affect them in different ways but it's 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 deep from you you know mm. and i needed to do that i needed to use my voice more and slowly i started doing that like with certain instagram posts like writing about like more in regards to like how things feel during this moment how I was going through certain things and it's okay to go through that. Yeah. Um, and that's where like, to me, like 
you know, one of the things like I needed to really, really work on was myself mm-hmm. um, and share that mm-hmm. because I've, I've felt in a, alone in those islands and I hate for like young creators to be going through that and feel like they're alone. Like I, I've, my, my DMs are open, you know, as long as it's like a, something that I can add value to, to your questions or issues, whatever, I'm, my DMs are open. Yeah. If you want to know like some where Drew and Alex are, my DMs aren't open. <laughs> Come on. You know? Come on, guy. Yeah. yeah. Let, let this guy's DM chill. <laughs> right. But I, I, if I see a message and I, and, and it's, you know, someone has like an actual Thoughtful. problem, right. I will immediately, re- I, I stop everything I do and I reply because I wish someone did that for me when I was coming up in the business yeah and obviously it wasn't it was different times like you know people weren't really like you know it's i I feel like right now especially it's it's a great time (laughs) it's a great time to be alive because (laughs) yeah to be alive because it's we're all we're accepting it we are accepting that not the world is not perfect Mm -hmm. we see it every day and it's okay to go through all of these bad things it's okay to go through all these bad emotions you know, mentally, physically, whatever you're going through and be able to talk about it mm-hmm. and not feel, you know, like you, you spoke about your parents, you know, I know for a fact, like my parents did not grow up that way. They don't express that kind of stuff. Like we are very close and we do talk about our problems and issues, but emotionally, you know, the way they grew up, they didn't grow up that way. They, you know, yeah. my dad didn't share that one day he was sad because X, Y, and Z to his dad, you know? But I can't express that to my dad, you know, and I've I for the longest time I didn't, you know, I I was I don't want to say shut off from you know, like expressing those sort of things with family, but like we all do that though. Yeah, we don't want to share that emotion right, with right, our right. feelings, like mom or dad. Right. Like you, there's just like that barrier where you're just like I don't want to tell you how I'm feeling. Right, like, <laughs> mom wants to ask a million questions about dating and right. all this. I'm like, this is why I don't tell you certain things. Yeah, okay, yeah. like um. But now I do, yeah. and you know we may not have share the same views or the same mentality, but it feels good to share. It feels good to like really show my real self, you know, with people. Like, you know, I know that there is, uh, I don't want to say a misconception, but you know, the, people may think I'm a certain way when I'm not. You know, I used to joke that people thought you know I was you know I was an asshole, you know, at the beginning, you know, or at the middle of my career because I wasn't so open about like sharing advice or stuff like that or just pretend i was too busy to really talk to anybody and you know i I think we talked about i was like no i changed that when i realized i was like you know i could do better by really answering questions and giving advice and talking i have to do that to myself yeah you know i really had to sit down and do that with myself yeah and that's what to me like this has been such a yes you know it's not perfect time yes you know we're not living in a perfect world there's so much things happening in this world but i had to take this time and see the good of it and fix the wrong Mm -hmm. within myself so i can then be able to spread it out you know i don't want to just do this for myself you know like i've gotten some dms where like kids are really depressed because they can't you know their parents don't approve of a lifestyle of a tour photographer because they don't understand. And I've sat there being like, hey, it's okay. Let me explain to you why it's okay. And you're not alone. And I'm going to yeah. tell you why you're not alone. And I've gotten some messages back where they're like, I was like, dude, I really needed that conversation. I feel so much better now. And I'm like, don't let this conversation die with me. Go spread that conversation with your friends, Have it with your people. family. Get you in know? your community. Yeah, like go talk to your dad. 
Yeah. You know, the conversation you had with me, how open you were with me, go be open with your dad about that. He may still not, you know, approve of it, approve of it or understand it, but little by little, he will respect that you are at least honest with him, but more importantly, with yourself. Yeah. And I had to be honest with myself about a lot of things, you know. Again, you know, we can go back to the whole photo shoot thing. I had to be honest with myself that I didn't know what in the world I was getting myself into. Yeah. But I had to speak about it and talk about it and ask questions and really express the discomfort I had. Like I, I spoke with one person about how nervous I was about that shoot. And I spoke with him twice about it. And both times he gave me the same advice. And he was like, essentially, the advice was like, you're supposed to be nervous. If you weren't nervous, you wouldn't care. And it legit just put me mm-hmm. at complete balance, complete ease. Yeah. And that helped me. You know, yeah. So. I think it's all about just perspective. You know, we, we kind of glazed over it, but the guy who had tweeted that out and said, I've worked 10 years yeah. of my life. Now, what am I supposed to do? These, that's, that's a great example of like, you have, it's all about the lens in which you're seeing things. And of course, it's not always the lens we want things to be, but it's like, what else are you going to do? What else are you going to do? Like, there's nothing else you can do. So you have to, you have the faster you can adjust and change that lens of like, I've worked 10 years for my life. Now, what am I supposed to do to I've worked 10 years to get here. How do I utilize my tools, my resources to make the next pivot? Because clearly I can't keep going this way. How else am I going to adjust? Yeah. Same with thing with, with your friend where you're saying you're nervous. The lens is just, you're not nervous because you're going to screw up. You're nervous because you actually care. That's yeah. actually something that's great. That's showing that you're passionate and you're excited oh, yeah. about the shoot in front of yeah. you. But I think that that's one thing that I, I think I've gotten really, really sharp with. And it's probably a lot through podcasting and meeting people and hearing stories, but it literally just is all about your perspective and how are you actually seeing the world? Because, yeah. I mean, the cliche is there's always somebody that's, that has it worse off than you. Totally true. Um, do you see the glass half full? I mean, it's yeah. just the faster you can transition that perspective, I think, is just the faster you, instead of being stuck and frozen, you then can start moving forward. That's literally why I got this tattoo. <laughs> this is something new that yeah. I, since I've seen you last, only tattoo I got is keep going. Yeah. And the... the um, the font, his name is Beyond Infinity, which is perfect. Oh, wow. Keep going Beyond Infinity. But to me, that that was right when I got the job with Liquid IV, when I was transitioning out of Uber, stopping Purpose in the Youth. and But to me, it was like a reminder of like, keep going. Yeah. Like no matter, I love just that, those two words, like no matter where you are, if things are going good, if things are going bad, you just have to keep going. You just have to keep the momentum going and adjusting. And remember that you're not alone. Yeah. You know, like... There will be people that will come into your life that will show you that. Yeah. You know, you will be surrounded with the people. I believe in that. The uh, what, what do they call it? Um, Positive the, affirmations. The, no, the, the rule of attraction. A hundred percent. Law of attraction I, all day. I, 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 to me, like that's like one of the number one things I love. Like it's like, think about the positive that you want in your life. Think about the negative that you don't want in your life. And that's what you need to attract. Yeah. You know, that's what you need to bring into your life. And it will happen. You know, I know because... When I, I needed these friends that were going to help me come out of my shell emotionally and mentally and mm-hmm. were going to help me with this. I know I didn't do this by myself. You know, I knew I had friends and significant others, you know, who were there for me and were allowed me to really express myself. And what I didn't realize is that's been there the past 10 years. Yeah. I just was so wrapped up in other things that I didn't see that. Take that time. Yeah. Use, utilize this time 
to really help yourself grow. Because once you start doing that, I mean, that's you're you're going you're going to be unstoppable. Essentially, yeah. you know, like to me right now, it's the best I felt in a really, really, really long time. You know, both physically and especially emotionally and mentally, where I'm like, I can tackle anything. Stress, that's nothing. Let's go. Yeah. You know, like I'm I'm ready. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome to hear because I feel I really hope that that's the pers- that's where a lot of people are at this point of dealing with quarantine and COVID yeah. is trying to lean into the situation we've been in for four or five months and could be in longer. And how do you make use of this downtime and how do you look inward? This has been the most amount of time I've looked inward of trying to find passions and trying to fix those areas of my life that I was procrastinating for years and trying to become more of a well-rounded individual instead of just so focused on work. Like what does life look like outside of work, outside of doing passion projects like this? Like what are my passions what does dating look like to me? What does trying new restaurants and places in LA that I've never been like? So yes, yeah, like literally, it's just you yeah. know you have to divide your your life up into like these little these little sections and um, and and try to put more energy and time and effort. I tweeted the other day because I was thinking about other years in my life I'm trying to work on right now, and I and I thought about it, and I was getting frustrated because certain things aren't going the way I want them to go, yeah. and I'm also like, wait a second, you've only been working on this for a very short amount of time. There is no progress without the effort. Yeah. I can't expect a month, two months, or three months of effort to just change everything overnight. Yeah. If I continuously put in this effort for the next coming months and maybe the next year, there's going to be a lot of progress in that area of my life oh, yeah. and all these different areas of my life. So, um, yeah, without there is no progress without effort. You got to do the work. Yeah. You have to do the work. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious if you want to touch on it. If not, we can glaze right over. We were talking about emotions and being authentic yeah. and sharing our voice there is a potential interest in wanting to start a podcast. Yeah. Do you want to give some context as to high level without going into the details? Well, I think, you know, I, I've been inspired by you. I've been inspired by other friends who have taken this direction and seeing how, like, I love seeing, like, when you post about this, mm. your posts are the most exciting posts that you always do because it's you. It's your voice that you're sharing, of yeah. course, you know? Yeah. And to me... I've always enjoyed sitting down with you and these other podcasts I've, I've done in the, in, in the past where I'm like, I enjoy talking and enjoy giving advice. And, you know, like that one tweet that it, you know, kind of gave me like introspective on myself. Mm-hmm. I, to me, I hope that whatever I say, like has many different meanings for many different people and they can take advantage or not, you know, however they wish, but that at the end of the day it will help. And I trying to find that voice for myself, like mm-hmm. trying to find that outlet and yeah, I've been talking with a, a friend of mine about doing it. Um, you know, we're still trying to figure everything out logistically, days, like yeah. direction and all that stuff. Like that's, you know, still in the works, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be something that, you know, probably I hope maybe we can put something out this year. But I know we're going to try to um, really make it meaningful, make it, you know, make it fun as yeah. well. You know, I don't want it to be like, you know, like a hour of just downer talk you know and like crazy just deep down emotional dive into everything like I, you know obviously we want to keep it fun but i also want to be able to have that same excitement that you have when you share your voice and you share your ideas and you share what's what's inside of you yeah like that to me is like such an amazing outlet like i see you i see like all the guys that do it i'm just like that's that's such a great thing that you're doing like you don't know you may not know that you're doing that but i 
you know, with your previous podcast and with this one, you're help you help so many different yeah. people, you know, yeah. that you may not even in that moment you weren't really maybe you didn't, maybe you did. But I'm I'm telling you, like that sharing that voice is something that like right now I'm extremely interested in. Yeah. And how do I kind of do it better? Yeah. You know. I will say this. I think you this is would be my advice. Um couple things. One would be Definitely understand if you're doing with a friend, there's a lot of technicality because it's like, especially with what's happening right now, like, do we do this remote? Okay. Are we doing this in person? Great. Are you coming to my place? Awesome. What day of the week are we doing? Like, how do we schedule this in as a time? So I would say two things, you know, let that kind of happen as it's naturally supposed to happen. But I honestly would challenge you, and I don't even think you've even considered this, is starting a solo podcast for yourself and brand it as just yourself and do something similar to what I'm trying to do now. I'm calling this the It's the Bearded Man podcast where I'm doing solo pods and I'm also doing guest pods. I'm not saying you have to do guest pods, but get allow you, you, you're already interested in the medium. You have already seen the value of listening to other shows to hear more about things you wanna learn. And you've also seen the value of you sharing your voice you know the value on both sides yeah. and you're already interested in the actual space. Why not create a platform that it doesn't have to be every Wednesday, doesn't have to be like I'm posting once a month. It's I'm gonna share my voice when I have something I wanna talk about. There's no video that's just literally you get yourself a mic, you get yourself a spot at your crib and you just you write down a couple notes I'll send you some templates of what I do for previous podcasts. And you go, you know what, today I wanna to talk about this new project I just that just rolled out. Like, I wanna go through the creative process, the this, this, and the third. Then the next episode, you're like, man, I gotta tell you guys this crazy story. Like, it can be whatever you yeah. want. At a high level, before we got into this podcast, what I, was, what I was saying about podcasting, and I think if there's any advice I could give myself when I first started in the very beginning back in 2016, it would be, Podcasting at, it, at its core is just a conversation and it's just people talking. There absolutely is no wrong or right way to do it at all. It's all about the way the host wants to take the show. So I would I would say think about it like that. Like you can create your own solo podcast as well as do the other podcast with the homie. Yeah. But what if you had a medium where you could just once in a blue moon just share whatever you have going through your mind or you begin you're seeing the same 15 DMs every couple weeks. Okay, guys, gals, I've been hearing this DM. This is the question. Here you go. Now anytime somebody hits you up, you can send them a genuine link of 45 minutes of answering that question. Wow. That last one is something I never even that never even crossed my mind. Wow. The title okay. of your episodes could literally be the the questions that yeah. you're continuously seeing in your DM. Yeah. How do I how do I get my first client? How do I um, start working for people like the chain smokers. How right. do I get my first car, uh, like relationship right. so I can start shooting for automobiles? Like yeah, yeah. you can literally, that's what I'm saying. Like there is no right or wrong. You could have the first three episodes be questions. The fourth one is you talking about something that happened in your life. The fifth one's about, uh, you have like, you sit down with a homie and you guys have a conversation. Like there's literally yeah. no wrong or right way to do it. But I think, and I genuinely believe you have a voice and you have a lot of powerful things to say. It's just, it's a new space. Yeah. It's something you've never experienced other than being on the other side of the mic yeah. and being on somebody else's show yeah. or um, you know, listening to interviews. But it's just a conversation, man. It's yeah. just talking and I think it's so beautiful and I think a lot of people would find value in what you have to say. That's why, I, I mean, I, I saw what you were doing and that's why I messaged you. I was like, oh, I love this direction. Like, it's, you're just, just free talking, you know? And when I walked in, you were like, hey, 
this is we're just gonna talk like, yeah there is like <laughs> yeah. i didn't want to tell you anything I'm yeah just like, great we'll yeah and i didn't want to get into like how you been like i didn't want to even <laughs> warm the conversation yeah. up because i was like if we're gonna talk about it like why not just record yeah. it like that's a beaut that's why i love this new stuff where pur purpose and youth is beautiful with storytelling this is like i have some talking points that like i definitely want to touch on or maybe i won't touch on but yeah. It's there if I need it. Other right. than that, it's like yeah, yeah. I'm now challenging myself more where before I was so caught up in like making sure I hit all these bullet points to now it's like I just want to be present. Forget about these mics. Forget about the headphones. Yeah. If I was having coffee with you right now, yeah. what would that conversation be like? I want to replicate that here, here yeah. even if the mics, because there is a feeling when you put the mics here yeah. and you're like, people are coming in, you're like sitting down, like, you know, it's like, it's like you're warming up yeah. to like what's about to come. But there was a time though we, we had discussed like, Hey, like, you know, we kind of meet up for like these like coffee talks. Like, why don't we just bring mics? So and just like, you know, we always sit here for like 45 minutes to an hour. Just leave the mics open, whatever we're talking about. Like, don't even act like there's a mic. Just hold just it forget there. Forget about just, it. Just record it. Yeah. But then there was all the other logistics of people walking by. And yeah, that's and where it gets <laughs> it gets a little, a little bit harder. You'd have yeah. you definitely would have to uh, probably want everybody to come to like somebody's crib and yeah, just like yeah, yeah. throw a mic on the middle. Yeah. But um, it it just takes repetition, man. It's just like when you picked up a camera for yeah. the first time. You're you're funky. You don't know what you're doing. Got to do the first one. You got to get the first one of the band books. Off. That's it. Rip yeah, the yeah. bandaid off, and then you keep flowing. Yeah. But I, I definitely challenge you, and I think that would be something very beneficial for people that are that are listening to this podcast and definitely want to hear more from from yeah. you. Yeah, now that I'm like you know sort of you know finding myself, you know, yeah. and like helping myself out, like I want to take what I've learned from my own, you know, just my own advice that I had to follow, my own little ways of getting out of my way. Yeah, and I know because I've seen the DMs, I, I I see the questions, I see like people tweeting about it or putting on instagram like what the things that they're going through and i'm just like you know like this this requires a conversation like yeah. you know I, I hate to just like text somebody and like you know you know it gets you know texts are always slow and things like that i'm like i always want to be like hey like just call me yeah like, let's have a conversation yeah um maybe that's a thing you know just just having think about conversations it. yeah keep yeah, it yeah. keep in the back of mind yeah. you got my number if there's yeah. any time you need you want to talk through ideas oh, yeah. like don't even hesitate to you reach know, out to you. yeah that's no, please I'm, I'm gonna do the research <laughs> with everything I got, gonna... hey, I got a pdf i will send you that i wrote last <laughs> summer it'll get you like the process flowing like and that. then if okay. there's any more details that, we can, that you're, we can... you're you're hitting like the you know my my go-to things you know i'm a big encourager of starting podcasts i'm a huge i love podcasts yeah i listen to so many different ones about like just about everything possible sports guy talk radio yeah uh you know i've even gone down the rabbit hole of uh what is that it's called serial i think oh serial that's like the true crime right that's right like where i'm like you know stuff. that's you know that's it's hard to, you know you really have to pay attention like the moment you stop paying attention like you won't be able to keep up yeah you know you'll lose something and then yeah. like something will happen you're like what, what how do we get here yeah rewind rewind right, right. yeah those you have to be like in it yeah those so are like, like I, yeah, yeah I, i've gone deep down like the rabbit holes of podcasting with like so many different ones and you know i've, I've i don't want to say like i've heard them all but i'm like it, it's just such an interesting thing to me like these people are like have this incredible voices and you know like some of them may just be comedy podcasts some of them may be about crime some of them may be about like sports but it's like all these voices that like everyone's just getting something out of it mm -hmm. so i'm trying to find that voice how do i and you only find it by trying yeah, yeah you yeah. only find it by trying my man yeah, 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 you gotta fire true. up the mics and, and let it direct you i wouldn't yeah. be here doing this type of podcast if i didn't do purpose in the youth yeah. and i wouldn't be on purpose in the youth had i didn't know what i was trying to figure out with Dude, my to life till this day people will dm me 
random and be like, dude, I just ran into the this interview you did at Purpose and the Youth. This was great. And I, I received it from the moment you put it out until yeah. even, I think it was the last one I got so far was, I, I think about a month ago. Wow. It was so random. Like I see it, I'm like, and I go back, I'm like, wait, when did that come out? Like, why are you? Yeah. But I can tell like they may have just discovered it and they're just going deep dive into that yeah. podcast. Like hour after hour after hour just to see the progress what's gonna, not only that but what's gonna hit for them yeah you know like in that you know for that person like what hit was what i said yeah you know obviously there was like other ones you did that you know they mentioned it's like oh they mentioned uh a como one that you mm -hmm. did and i think uh, i forgot there was another one they mentioned and you know they had like you know they screenshotted like the 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 time that i Damn. said something they were like like what you were saying during this time like i really needed to hear that and i'm like wow again real specific expand on that you know yeah yeah yeah, I think what's super interesting that I'm seeing now happen is um, what I think is so beautiful about that project is it's time capsules, right? So for some, for example, like you, it's this was a year ago, but yeah. can you imagine what it's going to be like to look back on that in five years and yeah. like you be able to reflect from from like a career standpoint, me be able to reflect as a host? Yeah. I think that is something that's so that I didn't even really realize while I was doing it. And a more recent example was with a that I'm that I'm now seeing like it come back to life where uh, there's a comedy uh, comedian creator called his name's Trevor Wallace. Yeah, you've probably seen his content. It gets shared. He's literally has 1.6 million. He's <laughs> literally the greatest comedic content creator out there, and he does yeah. stand up. He crushes it. I interviewed him in. Uh, twenty eight February of twenty eighteen yeah. is when the podcast came out. He was at thirty four thousand followers. I still remember it like it was yesterday. Wow. Now he's at one point six. Wow! And literally two weeks ago, there was a there's a YouTube channel called Before They Were Famous, yeah. and three three million plus subscribers. Yeah. And this YouTube channel essentially storyboards how people got to where they are. Yeah. And they pulled a clip wow. from that podcast. That's incredible. And so I'm sitting there now, mind you, I had eight seconds of fame where I'm like, Trevor, tell me about where you're from. And then Trevor's like, oh, here we go. And then they yeah. cut it to the next clip. But I was like, how cool is that, that I was able to capture his time to where he was in his career, which he didn't even know what was coming down the road. Yeah. And so now like to see it full circle into like, you know, that was two years ago. Wait, now what's going to happen when these podcasts are five years or like 10 years? Like I really feel passionate about the 148 guests that I got on like, these are movers and shakers in all different industries and all different passions that like they're young. Yeah. Like they still got a lot of fuel in the tank. Like oh, yeah. to be able to like go back and see some of these interviews in five years from now and see the progress they made, like it's gonna be it's gonna be priceless. I mean, I think about it, you know. Um, I think last year if you'd have asked me what am I working on, like that's different outside from you know, the creative side, I don't think I would have answered myself. I would have yeah. been like, Oh, I'm working on myself. I I'm pretty sure I would have shied away from even talking about that. Yeah. And like the moment you said that, I was like, I know, ex I, I know I should say this right now because mm -hmm. like, I know pe people are going through this, the exact same thing that I'm going through. There are some kids out there or other people that are going through this. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know. And that's good. When you have that gut reaction where you go, I don't know if I should say this and you actually just do it. Yeah. That's the, that's the most yeah. authentic stuff is when yeah. it's just purely from the gut, purely from the heart. I want you to put a, ch I challenged you to the whole, yeah. the, the podcast, but I want you to challenge the listeners uh, to do something after this podcast, yeah. like whether it's read a book, listen to a podcast, just anything that's going to help them improve themselves. What's something that you would like to challenge anyone that listens to this podcast? I would say, you know, this is probably won't be the most popular thing, but I would say put the cameras down, put the creative things down and really dedicate you know, it doesn't even have to be a long period of time, but maybe dedicate one day to yourself. 
Mm. You know, really dedicate the time to see what good you can do outside of what you think. You know, I used to think that my the, my purpose was based on my work. You know, I thought that that's what defined me. And now I'm finding that that doesn't have to define everything that's about me. You know, I feel like a lot of these creators are defined by their work, by the content they put out. And, you know, they always say like, you know, you meet them and they're completely different and they're this way or that way. Take that time to really develop that part of yourself, mm. you know, because I wasted 10 years not doing that. Don't waste 10 years not doing that. You, I'm telling you, you can do both. Yeah. You can put all your all into your creative side and at the same time do take the time for yourself to really go through the motions of going through whatever is making you feel bad or whatever makes you feel good take advantage of honing into those moments and having giving yourself that those answers that you're going to need as your career grows and i mean you're gonna to me like i, I think about it, if i would have done this throughout this this past 10 years where i would be and obviously like i can't change that but i know that what i know now of myself and what i've gone through and you know trying to help myself is that there's nothing that's going to stop me yeah that's what you can get out of this nothing's going to stop you if you at least take the time to put those things away yeah. and really concentrate and hone just even if if it's an hour of the day for yourself all distractions away really just on you you yeah. know like if you don't help yourself most people won't even dare try yeah. you know but when you are helping yourself you're gonna see a huge change on how people will approach you and would want to help you as well yeah so that's to me is where our, i think uh just to go off that i think what happens is and, I, and this is at least me speaking from my story is that when you're when you when you're getting into something something new you're passionate about you have so much energy to just get out there and do the work. Yeah. You have so much to prove because you're you're at you're at the very starting yeah. that yeah. you just like. And I did it for three plus years. I just got so narrowly focused. It's either work or nothing else. Yeah. It's work. It's nothing else. I need to prove to the world that I can do this. I know that I'm capable. I just need to keep putting in the work. And then at some point, I'm seeing. I see it from a lot of people where it's like. They've had their head down for long enough. They have a resume to be like to utilize that and to be like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. And then the balance starts to show up in their life. And then they start to actually focus on certain areas of their life and have those conversations within them about like, what does my life look like without work? Like yeah. what else makes me happy? Whether it's golfing, learning how to surf, going for runs on the weekends, like grabbing coffee with a friend. Like it's so crucial to, to keep all your, it, all those, all those boxes checked off because now my day, my, my day of the week is Sunday. I go, Unless, you know, no, not even unless. There's not, no, you're not creating, you're not podcasting, <laughs> right. you're not blogging, you're not doing anything creative. You're enjoying yourself. You're oh, going I to the beach, that. you're going to yes. learn how to surf, you're just hanging out and watching movies. Like, I'm trying, and this is still very new to me, is like dedicating one full day. Yeah. I'm not putting a schedule on my day. I'm not worried about getting up and getting after it. I wake up when my body feels like it needs to get up, yeah. and then I go surf, or then I go to the beach, or like, go have some good times with friends, listen to music. Like, I don't know. It's just, I, I'm a big believer of like, if you can give yourself one full day a week, do it. Yes. And if you're somebody that's in that grind and you're trying to prove something and, um, you know, maybe financially you're not at a point where you can really take that full day, take a half day. Yeah. 
pick a half day and just give it to yourself and just chill and just relax and 100%. it'll sharpen your mind. It'll sharpen your mind and sharpen you. Be, you'll be more inspired to go back to work oh, yeah. with time away than if you had just worked through that whole day or whole yeah. afternoon. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. Damn bro. It's a, it's a pleasure, man. You are, te- you are honestly really the first official type of guest to come on this podcast. Cause I, I've already had my roommate Dylan and my roommate Steve, but I, I don't really count them as true guests cause <laughs> I already live with them. So it's yeah. like, all right guys, let's, let's just like do this now. Yeah. Um, but I, I appreciate you coming through today, especially with something so new and, uh, you know, taking the time to be part of this. It seems like every time we do this, there's a milestone. Cause when I did the purpose in the youth was mm-hmm. your three year anniversary. You're right. Of the podcast, You're right. which I didn't know. You're right. And now like this, I'm like, let's, let's do You're this. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> see, there's, there's, there's like something, it. there's something that's good. Yeah. That's building right here. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, man, I, I respect you, Danilo. And, uh, and, I, uh, we, we have to, you know, we have to say that we have to get you on the golf course more. I, yeah. I saw you with Jeremiah. I send the texts out and the DMs. I was like, guys, I'm you know, game. I'm game. Both of you are ducking Dude, me. They're like, I'm ready to freaking get out there and show you boys how to play some fairways and green. So talk that Let's talk now. We'll, we'll, when we come back for the next podcast, See, we'll pick up on the golf course. We always try to be like so serious. And I'm like, I always go like, no, no, no. It's a fun thing. Don't worry about it. No one cares. <laughs> uh, three holes in like game Whoa. time. How many shots you're in? <laughs> I uh, think that was a, seven. Yeah. I don't know about that six that yeah, you got. You got a six. You're keeping a tracker. That looks like an eight to me, but okay. Well, yeah. We're going to get on the course. We, we have to. We have to. I love it. My man, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank brother. you for having me, dude. Awesome. We'll talk to you guys next time. See ya. Peace.